Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And we're inviting you to a lady date, a place to connect, speak openly, and learn from each other's experiences. Today's podcast is all about customer marketing and why you should care about it. All right, Sarah, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Just to break the ice. Oh, all right, all right. Um, what's your favorite candy or a treat? <laughs> you literally just watched me eat them earlier. <laughs> um, my favorite candy or treat is literally anything gummy. So I prefer a good gummy bear. I'm a Haribo fan. Um, I like a good, like, sour worm. I like the Australian strawberry licorice. That so good. You literally watched me eat, like, five seconds ago. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely my favorite. That's, like, my guilty pleasure when it comes to sweets. It's, like, the thing I crave the most. I mean, I'm, a good, I'm like, an ice cream cake fan, obviously. Um, but the gummy stuff, that's where it's at. Yeah. <clears throat> totally fair. I think gummy things are incredible. It's the texture. It's super satisfying for some reason. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. How about you, Jess? What's your sweet treat of choice? Oof. Okay. Well, you and I bond over a lot of things, but I think our sweet tooth is also one of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of gummy things. I tended to gravitate as a kid to the sour gummy things. <laughs> so I was a really big Sour Patch Kid kid. Um, but as an adult, I now have the refined taste of eating the Albanese brand uh, gummy bears, mm. which are unreal. The texture is perfect. They're so good. Um, but I also really love uh, almond M&Ms or anything that combines nuts and chocolate. Mm-hmm. So big fan of that. I know people will fight me and say that peanut butter M&Ms are the best kind. <laughs> But I'm telling you, there's something about almond M&M's that are just chef's kiss. They're so good. (laughs) Um, So that's like a favorite candy. I also think that any Reese's Mm. line of activity, you have like the Reese's pieces, Reese's trees, and or Easter eggs, and or pumpkins (laughs) when the season's right. Basically anything where the... uh, Reese's peanut butter to chocolate ratio is a lot more of the peanut butter filling. Those are always really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So question, if you had to choose between (laughs) peanut butter M&M's and Reese's Pieces, what would you say would be your choice? Ooh, I think Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you had them growing up, but like TCBY mm-hmm. was where we used to go yep. and get um, the yogurt parfait. Like, oh my gosh. And I remember I would always get Reese's Pieces first and then do the ice cream, whatever the Froyo was. I guess, yeah, it was TCBY. Yeah. The country's best yogurt. Oh, I was going to go like tasty, chili. <laughs> I don't know. I was, no idea. <laughs> But I remember the commercials that were like TCB. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would always put, I think I would just get mm, Oreo crumbles Ooh, and yeah. Reese's pieces. Yeah. I think that's like the dream combo. Yeah. See, we were big like Cold Stone people and I would always get gummy bears in it because I love gummy treats so much, but that's insane in ice cream. It turns them into like rocks. So it's a danger. Every time I did it, every time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm an addict. <laughs> Cold Stone is good. 
It is good. Do you think we'll get sponsored? I hope so. That was a pretty long ad for them, so. <laughs> Reese's, hit us up. M&M's, hit us up. I'm tagging you all <laughs> on our social account. I'm down for it. <laughs> Just a casual shout out. <laughs> all right. So let's actually talk about our topic at hand. Yes. I guess we'll transition into that, but we're here to talk about customer marketing, Sarah. Like, Woo! What is customer marketing? Our bread and butter. I'm excited about this. Customer marketing to me is a lot of different things. I think because it ends up touching so much of a business, it touches all different departments, and it can mean so much just within a customer's journey. So for me, I guess with a little like shedding a little light on my bias here when it comes to <laughs> to defining this, because I'm coming from as you know, a B2B SaaS background. So customer marketing could probably mean something different to someone who's in like B2C, for example. For me, it's anything that touches on expansion or retention with your customers. So it ends up being a lot more than that and it grows into something so much bigger. But I would say that that's kind of your core motivation. It's building the relationship with your customer from the beginning of their life cycle. So basically pre-sales into that moment where they become a customer and then nurturing them and making sure that they're using your product, making sure they're happy, um, and then making sure that they're using as much of your product as they need to, to the point where they become the stickiest, most loyal customer that's, you know, screaming from the rooftops about how amazing you are to everybody else. (laughs) I would say that's like perfect customer marketing to me. Yeah. What do you think, Jess? Is there anything I missed there? I mean, I think that was a really great summary of what customer marketing is. And from a very professional side, right? Like I, when I think of customer marketing, I kind of think of the quick and dirty, like you're building relationships and those relationships are going to touch on all the things that Sarah just highlighted. But it also is that connection of identifying how you can best serve somebody, how you can be an asset that they just can't work or exist without. You integrate yourself so well into what their system is or what their day-to-day is that then you continue to look for those ways to improve that experience and you continue to iterate and identify new opportunities within that so that you can continue to maintain that relationship that you've established from as soon as they've come on board to hopefully the lifetime of whatever your service or product is to them. So yeah, I think that that's part of why we've bonded so much is like over Mm -hmm. customer marketing. And so I'm interested for us to share about what customer marketing has been in our careers. Yeah. So I think that customer marketing is something that's kind of newly spoken about. It's not something that, you know, even five years ago, I really heard called by its name. I think that people were doing it. It kind of was part of product marketing and it was pieces of, of all all of these different like functions of marketing. And then just, you know, of, of recent years, it's become something that has a more dedicated role assigned to it, which is awesome. So I think for how it's been a part of my career, it was, you know, building an advocacy program without fully knowing that that was like customer marketing in and of itself. It's like, it's always served some other purpose. It's served to be like a referral uh, program. So it serves to like support the demand gen or like acceleration of the deals, or it's been like about content creation 
instead of being a, more about focusing on the relationship with the customer and how to then nurture them from a, a new customer to being this like advocate or ambassador. So I think it's been a part of my career in a lot of different ways that are not, that were never called um, customer marketing before. And then when I joined the role that I'm in now, it's become very specific to the actual customer journey, maintaining that actual relationship between not a specific person and the customer, but you know, like a CSM would be, but it's more like the relationship between the company and the customer. So it's been more about like establishing that brand trust between the customer and the company. So that if that customer goes somewhere else, they leave their company, they want to take you with them. So it's about, they want you, their roots are in you and you, you are respecting them as an individual and elevating them as an individual to the point where they, you're not seeing them as a logo. You're seeing them as a, as a human. So that's how it's been part of my career. I think that obviously my, my job now as a customer marketing manager is solely focused on that. So it's it's all about making sure we have happy customers and um, making sure that they're advocating for us for sure. when they want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think from my side of it, I have more of a generalist approach. So that conversation or the points that you were bringing up earlier about kind of stemming from content, that was how I stumbled into what we were calling retention marketing Mm -hmm. and how, um, oh, I guess, you know, when somebody joins the company or becomes a new customer, what are we doing to onboard them or initiate that contact and become a really easy experience for them to get used to? And that's a trying time for a lot of companies of figuring out how you can't just have your reputation be the thing that makes somebody want to stick with you. There's actually that support piece that you have to put in place. And so that was something that um, I started getting familiar with and then understanding how to continue to serve up different content specific to customers to better enhance their experience, keep them engaged, drive usage, whatever that might be. Um, and then getting into that place of creating a fun and engaging space for them to become individuals who can then go out into the market and say, hey, yeah, I work with this one company. Let me tell you about them. Become a trusted source within the market of advocating and essentially being an ambassador. I think the other piece, too, that I find interesting that doesn't always get put under under the customer marketing piece, so I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say about this, Sarah, but how your employees or, like, your coworkers mm-hmm. can also be part of that customer marketing piece. And maybe it's called by something else, but where you have advocates from within your own company and how you can utilize that and leverage that to be part of the communication within, you know, depending on what industry you're in. So I think... You and I have been in unique companies where we're definitely more B2B or, you know, being in education technology, it's always kind of a weird thing because it's like you're talking to teachers, but you're selling to schools. So it is more B2B, but that piece of like being a B2C company and enabling your employees to broadcast and draw excitement around what they're doing with that particular good or service I think there's an opportunity to really leverage your employees, too. And we can do it within our own companies, but it would probably be a little bit of a different experience in a different setting. Yeah, I think that 
if your product is something that you are using at your own company, you should definitely have brand ambassadors within your own company because otherwise, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Like if you, <laughs> if you're creating a product that even your internal teams aren't stoked about, then you need to go back to the drawing board and, and figure some stuff out. Um, but I totally agree. I think that it should start, I think the easiest place would be to start from an internal employee ambassador program. Like you said, being in ed tech, that's a little bit tough because you're not, you usually don't have like teachers within your, <laughs> within your company. Um, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that that's really important. I think that that's something that people forget about or neglect because it doesn't have a direct correlation to money. There doesn't seem to be like a direct return. Um, you're not signing your employees up for a reference call with someone else, um, or you maybe don't see them referring other companies to be your customers as often. Or I think a lot of times companies get caught up in the logo and they're like, oh, we have, you know, Apple is one of our customers. We want to tell everyone about how awesome that is. And then they lose sight of all of these other opportunities that they have within their own teams. So I think it, it should start there. And I think you also have to generate, in general, a, a culture that employees are really happy about. Because even if they're happy about your product, they may not actually want to talk about it if the, if the company culture isn't supporting things that they're interested in and that they care about. And so honestly, I don't have a lot of experience with cultivating an, an employee ambassador program. I would be really interested to see how that goes and how those have been successful. But I so far have not been part of one. Yeah, I haven't been part of a formal rollout other than providing opportunities for internal um, employee, like to have your coworkers promote on social mm -hmm. some of the things that you're doing. Or I think you are absolutely right. It's that matter of, um, or that ability to cultivate an environment where your employees, maybe even on their own, are excited to share about what you're doing or are aligned with the messaging that you're putting out and want to even promote it on their own time. I am always amazed when I see that kind of activity because it's so important and that's not something that you can necessarily say this is an initiative we're rolling out, now we're going to do it, and mm -hmm. we've achieved it. It really does start from that ground up of making sure you're fostering an environment where people understand the mission of your company and then want to shout it from everywhere. And as you produce and create that great content, whether, you, you know, social media is just such an easy place to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you can have people sharing on their own channels and reaching more of, of a market, I mean, that's incredible because yeah. depending on what uh, your company is putting out there, you may not be able to measure it as easily. There are some ways, you know, there are platforms that you can purchase that allow you to monitor your internal advocacy and all of that, mm -hmm. and you can do it a little bit more formalized, but maybe your company doesn't invest in that, which is fine. So how do you measure it? How do you show that ROI? And you might not always be able to, but I think you can definitely feel it from being within a company. Yeah. All right. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, we're back. Hey. <laughs> back to the matter at hand. We're talking about customer marketing and 
My question now for you, Jess, is why does customer marketing matter, in your opinion, to the business? I think that's a good question. And I, when I thought about what, you know, was important given the current climate and why customer marketing would be something that a business should focus on, it really came down to, with the pandemic currently going on, you now more than ever should be focusing on your customers and making sure that they're okay. There is a different tone to how we are interacting with each other, which if you haven't listened yet, go back and listen to episode one about connecting um, and creating connection in a remote world. But from a company to their customers, there is an element where you should already be building that relationship. But now also, you should be showcasing what goodwill you're doing. How are you taking care of your employees? How are you getting involved in the conversations that are at hand around what's going on in our world? And not just to be performative, but to genuinely show, are you going and making donations? Are you looking internally at what your company is standing for or doing as part of their practices. And that all does relate in my eyes to customer marketing because customers want to see themselves in the companies that they're interacting with. So even if I, you know, am looking to use some sort of service on behalf of my company, I'm going to look into, you know, what companies rated well, what services, you know, meeting my needs, but also there's probably now more of an element of making sure that they align with the mission of my company. So from that standpoint, from a, a B2B standpoint, that's what you're seeing. And then from a B2C standpoint, even more so, I think you're seeing that customers want to feel like they could be part of that brand and could be included in it. From a business standpoint, now more than ever, customer marketing is huge and so worth the investment in time. Yeah, I think that that's very, very valid. I think that customer marketing kind of feigns this very human element, and sometimes people really get it right, and sometimes people just do it for the dollars. And I think that the pandemic was a great equalizer in that you can't fake that. You've got to actually consider the humans you're talking to, and because we're all on the same plane, all being affected by it, maybe not equally, but being affected by it, we have to actually say what's going on and treat people like humans instead of just a customer. And I think that now more than ever with, you know, Black Lives Matter and all of the like social justice stuff that has become very prominent to everyone of late, people definitely care. The brand alignment to your public stance on these issues matters. It really does. Um, Because people, like you said, they don't want to spend money in the wrong place. They want to be, if you want them to be a part of your brand, which you do, and you want them to be screaming from the rooftops, which you do, they have the right to decide if you align with what they believe and what they want to have as part of their own personal brand and then also of their company's brand. So I think that that's extremely valid, that it's now more than ever it's more important to consider that relationship and also keeping in mind that (laughs) I think especially when COVID first hit, it was really hard for a lot of companies to sell in general, which makes a lot of sense. The market was really uncertain and people were just not sure what was happening and people's priorities shifted, rightfully so. 
and it became very obvious that customer relationships and preserving customers was super important to the business, right? Mm -hmm. Like to keeping money. Um, It was way easier to focus on preventing churn, hopefully, than to win a new customer. So I think just purely, (laughs) just looking at it from even like a dollar's perspective and not just like an ethical perspective, customer marketing was like in the spotlight then. And so I think it really accelerated the budget placement for a lot of companies into more customer marketing initiatives, which is awesome um, because it is important now more than ever. Well, and we all got those emails, right? Like Mm -hmm. our inboxes were flooded with things about how XYZ company is still going to be there to support you when things reopen. And let's be honest, it's been a lot longer than any of us anticipated being in more than not a quarantine situation, right? Like us being in the United States means that we still very much are shut down in a lot of ways. There are those who are in other parts of the world who are experiencing something slightly different, but from where we're sitting and from what we're experiencing, this is a lot more time than any of us anticipated. And so the whole communication out that you were seeing, I mean, you were getting bombarded with emails about different people's ways they were supporting getting shipping out or going to be able to still answer your questions, but it might be a little bit delayed due to COVID. There was all of that communication going out for a reason because companies wanted to show that they are still there, they're still there for you, and it's okay. We'll still be here for you when the time is right. So there was a huge shift and just focus on customer marketing and that it truly was a better place to start than trying to go after new business during a time of such uncertainty when people didn't know what their company's budgets were going to look like, right? Everybody got hit. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to get a company to spend new money on you, a service that you're trying to sell to them? Well, let's shift focus and really prioritize those who already have us and ensure that they're doing okay and that they're not going to leave. Yep. Yep. On a more personal level, why do you feel like customer marketing matters, Sarah? I think customer marketing matters to me personally, because I think if you're doing it right, it's a very authentic interaction. I like it because it removes a lot of the BS that happens in a business, I think. And that's the part of marketing that I really enjoy. I think sometimes we, there's a piece of marketing that always leans on psychology. And I really enjoy that. For the most part, I think it's kind of cool to have that scientific, like how human brains work, backing to everything that you're doing. But I think sometimes that leans into this weird mind game (laughs) interaction with marketing and and your potential customers or your customers. And I don't, I think that remove, it kind of like exploits the human element, right? And I like that customer marketing shifts that into, okay, but when it comes down to actually having a relationship with a human and figuring out what they actually need what does that look like and how do we serve them? Because you can't fake it forever. And I think that if you truly want to keep a customer for a really long time, you have to be genuine genuine with them. And like I said, establish trust. And that doesn't come from, you know, blowing smoke up their butts 
(laughs) 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 It comes from being honest with them uh, as much as you can. So that's what I really like about it is that it's, it's an, it's a more authentic interaction. Yeah. And I also like that it's a full, I like looking at a full journey of a customer too, so that it's not just like one very specific part of a funnel. It's a full lifetime, right? If you're doing it right. So that's what I like. For sure. I think the psychology part is what's fascinating Mm -hmm. and probably what draws us to marketing because we're both interested in why do people do the things that they do? Why does this one factor change the outcome in that way? Um, And kind of looking at the science behind it. But I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that there's a lot of bells and whistles and bright, shiny things that can happen. And that's part of marketing, too. Like, going after new business and that net new and trying to get people to move through the different stages of the buying cycle. I mean, there's a lot of puffing your chest and trying to look like the best outcome. And you hopefully genuinely believe that your product is the best uh, resource for somebody. But once you get into a customer relationship, I mean, I always love comparing it when trying to explain to individuals of why customer marketing is something that we need to focus on or that retention piece is so important for a business. I like to say, well, think about a company that you're really loyal to, that you like. What is it that you like about them? What is it that they offer you? How do they make you feel? And that we can be so loyal to certain companies because of that relationship, because of how they make us feel and the joy that they bring us or the ease of use or they make our lives better in some ways. I mean, goodness gracious, we started this podcast talking about different brands of gummy candies Mm -hmm. and other candy that we love and that we continue to go back to over and over, A, because it tastes good, and there is also very much a sugar thing going <laughs> on. Um, so that's at play. Chemical. Our, yeah, our balance in chemical uh, intake. Okay, but other than that, you know, the, the piece of that, how certain brands or certain experiences with companies elicit feelings of nostalgia, feelings of happiness, feelings of support. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, And to be in a position where you can foster that and where you can create that for somebody is a really amazing opportunity to not only get to analyze um, what you're doing and why it's working, but then continue to iterate and improve and make your retention program even better. So, yeah. Do you feel like you have a brand that you are loyal to? Yeah. I was actually, as I was saying that, I was trying to think of a brand that I feel very loyal to. I think right now my focus has been on supporting some smaller businesses. And so certain brands where, you know, the content that they are putting out, I'm just eating up because I want to support their business and I just really believe in what they stand for and the personal touches that she is able to put in place. I think she puts so much heart and care into it that I feel I can see myself being friends with her Mm -hmm. type of feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I like that and I appreciate that. And if you're looking to find any cute enamel pins or keychains or stickers (laughs) or air plants, um, 
the person is um, Hemleva. Hemleva? Shoot. I never know how to pronounce it. But that's a brand that I've become really loyal to from a small business um, standpoint. But then I will also say from like a professional standpoint, um, I have become really loyal to working with HubSpot. I've worked with HubSpot in the last two companies that I've been in, and I feel like their onboarding, the academy experience, the ease of use, um, their support team is out of this world. The resources that they have, I mean, there are so many things to get you onboarded and identify how to make the most of their service and their platform that I will continue trying to advocate for using them at any company that I'm in or right now I'm really instrumental in getting them off the ground at our current company. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a fun challenge to not only be a super user, but now being more of even like an admin role and getting the rest of my team onboarded with them. So Mm -hmm. yeah. What about you? Are there any brands that come to mind that you feel have done it well for you? Yeah. I'm going to say Cold Stone Creamery, uh, <laughs> a place where you customize your ice cream journey and you tip them and they'll sing you a custom song. No, uh, <laughs> did you hear that, Cold Stone? Um, Coming for you to be a sponsor. <laughs> Maybe send us ice cream. Please. Uh, no, I, I think I like that you split it into personal and professional because I feel the same way and I feel loyal in different reasons for different reasons as well. For on the personal side of things, I, I see myself feeling loyal to like Darling magazine. Oh, love Darling. I love them. I love the way they they lead by like supporting other people or supporting women. And they're very I would say big in like a thought leadership way. And I just feel like they, they're always doing something good or doing something for the right reasons. And then Everlane, I like as well, the retailer, because they also lead from this very ethical mindset it's like protecting the environment and in doing that they reduce the cost of their product for the end buyer which I think is kind of cool it's it's cool it's like if you do things the right way it benefits everybody almost and I I like that from a personal level from a professional side I'm so big on monday.com right now it's ridiculous (laughs) like I don't even know what they could do wrong by me at this point um they're super user-friendly, They their resources are incredible, their support's incredible, like, I'm literally echoing everything you said about yeah. HubSpot, but, like, it makes it's a huge. big difference. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge part of a, of a professional experience, I think, with a tool, and they are constantly updating their product in ways that resonate with what I want to do and what I need to do, or even are anticipating needs that I didn't know I had. So they've, I mean, we started with them at our company now, on like just in the marketing team and our entire company uses it so that's cool it's crazy it's crazy so it's interesting though how that splits between like personal and professional that's a dream though for a company to be able to start with one team and then expand to the rest of the company land and expand they did it right yeah (laughs) that is some good uh customer marketing yeah they did a good job yeah for sure no absolutely and I think that's why we can all relate to this right like it's one thing to be loyal to a brand and understand why you love what they stand for and what they're doing and what they're providing. And we can do that on a personal level. I think that's 
pretty much the coolest part of marketing, not the coolest, but one of the cool things about marketing is as you try to explain it to somebody who maybe is not in marketing, you can say, all right, say you were looking to buy this product. This is, you know, how to explain a journey, how to explain why you make the decisions you do, why marketing is so necessary, and why going through different channels is all part of that journey, why retention and really focusing on that customer experience is important. That can be explained to anyone because they probably have had some experience that that aligns with that. And so I think that there are a lot of other you know, personal brands that I feel are just doing it right and kicking butt. (laughs) And I am like, as we're talking about this, I'm even thinking of more and more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with customer marketing and specifically tying it to lady date, what do you feel like the connection (laughs) is there? (laughs) Well, I think for us, you know, customer marketing was something I feel that we bonded over. I think that when we were both at our, you know, roles where we were working together, that was something we were able to focus on and work on as projects together. And then you were able to take that and turn it into your career, which is incredible. And through our conversations and the passion behind the psychology and eliciting those feelings that you want that connection piece, truly, that relationship that people can feel with brands <laughs> just as a whole or with people they've never met who are representations of companies and brands, like, that's powerful. And so I look at it as customer marketing and our conversations around that were a real jumping off point for why this podcast came to be. Oftentimes, our conversations when we were having our lady dates revolved around customer marketing from, you know, what you were experiencing in your new role and what my experience had been or what I was doing in my new role in order to drive it forward. So that's how I see it tying in. What about you? Yeah, I think that's 100% right. I think we're all all about connection, right? And so it's been a huge connector between the two of us. And then the the role in and of itself, the function of customer marketing is connection. It's creating that authentic connection between a company and its users or its buyers. So I think it makes sense um, in correlation with Lady Day. I think, like you said, Jess, it, it, anyone can resonate with that because we are customers of someone. And so we can see how we we can see how that relationship pans out. We can see how we connect with companies and how that makes a difference in our lives. Um, so I think that it, it it makes sense with Lady Date. And it makes sense that we've ended up, you know, that I've ended up specializing in it and that <laughs> you work with it so closely. So, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. All right, Jess. So if we're looking at key takeaways from today and what we've talked about. I think maybe a good place to, to start with that is telling our audience, you know, if they if they want to get started with customer marketing, what should they focus on? For sure. I think one of the biggest things is to just reach out, make that connection with your customers. So whether that be you select a group of them and you reach out for some like testimonials or quotes from them that you can utilize and 
make it exciting for them. Let them know that you want to hear from them and that they're going to be featured on your, say, your website or in an email that you're sending or on social media. You want to give a shout out to them for the great work that they're doing. I think that's a really easy way to get started and create that bridge um, and create that connection with your customers. What about you, Sarah? What do you think is a good way to get started? I agree. And to that point, if you're collecting a net promoter score already from your customers, that's a really good way of targeting who to go after for reviews or testimonials to start with. You know, it narrows down that segment automatically. And then it also partners with, you know, your product department to say like, okay, you're collecting NPS. We're going to take that and and get some more specific feedback from a customer or we're going to get a review from that customer. Um, I, I agree. I think that's a really easy way to start um, for, for both the customer and from the company. Uh, I think a really easy sell if you're trying to get your company to invest more in a customer marketing would be with some kind of reference program because having customers that are willing to advocate for you on a call with a prospect obviously influences your deals and it's going to be super easy to get sales behind you with that and I think it'll be a lot easier for you to connect the ROI to your customer marketing efforts, which will obviously be a great place to start because then your company will still want to support your will want to support your efforts once you've shown how that affects the bottom line. Any other tips do you think? Yeah, I think creating a regular cadence with your customer communication. I think that that can come in a lot of different forms. I think one way to be really successful with that is creating some sort of onboarding or support around implementation. Mm -hmm. But also, do you produce newsletters? Are you regularly showing up in your customers' inboxes in a way that they can depend on, in a way that's beneficial and providing a lot of use to them? not so much bombarding them with promotional emails or letting them know about new deals or new sales every other day. I mean, email fatigue is very real, Mm -hmm. but coming up with a cadence that works with other campaigns that you're planning that are promoted through email or whatever other ways you're communicating with your customers, but I think primarily we see this a lot in email, figuring out how to come up with that touch point that can be consistently relied on by them mm-hmm. and is catered to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that a lot of the times with tech companies, we they end up signing a customer on and then kind of neglecting them until the renewal. And that's just not a good experience for anybody. No one likes that. So making sure Yeah, they're onboarded, they know how to use your product, and that you're communicating with them in between renewals is a a good place to start, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for joining us today and listening to us talk about customer marketing. If you have any questions, let us know. Send us some comments. We're happy to talk about this more if you guys are interested. 
like I said, it's kind of our bread and butter, so we're excited <laughs> to talk about it whenever anyone's interested. Absolutely. There's a lot more to it, too. This is of just course. scratching the surface, so there are absolutely more things we can get a little bit more granular or more specific about, but feel free to follow us, and you can get us wherever you get your podcasts from, so go ahead and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and if you have access to Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate and review. That really helps us. We're on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LadyDatePod, so go ahead and follow us there. So much good social content <laughs> coming out. Mostly, I think we're going to just be posting a lot of pictures of our pets. Yes. Yeah. You'll also hear about when new episodes drop. And our next episode will be out on the next full moon. Oh, spooky. (laughs) (laughs) So keep an eye out. Um, Go ahead and follow and subscribe so you can be kept up to date. And thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for our lady date. Bye. Bye.